Over the last six months, we have learned a lot while legislating in Harrisburg and representing our individual districts. I will continue to highlight my experience as a freshman legislator in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives and also use this opportunity to introduce some of my colleagues and other freshman legislators. Fresh Takes will take a dive into the work that we've been doing in the House, which has led us to our six-month benchmark. Today, joining me to discuss some of these issues and topics is Representative Tracy Pennycook. I am Joe Kerwin, State Representative for the 125th Legislative District, representing parts of Dauphin and Schuylkill Counties, and this is Fresh Takes. Tracy, I want to thank you today for joining me. We've just got done tackling some of the most pressing issues to Pennsylvanians, and we've passed a nearly $40 billion new budget with no new taxes. Coming out of the budget season and one of the most busiest times here in the Commonwealth, we've worked on election reform. We've also watched the governor veto that election form reform, and uh, we also had legislation in the House dealing with vaccine passports, Senate Bill 618, which the governor also decided to veto. I know for my first six months here, all of these issues have been truly pressing within my district, and all, a lot of my constituents were very concerned about these issues. I wanted to give you the chance to introduce yourself, give us a little bit about your background, and what led you to the legislature, and also tell us about your district. And thank you again for joining with me today. Thanks, Joe. So I am Tracy Pennycook. I am a former Army helicopter pilot for 26 years. I'm a small business owner. I own an aviation consulting firm that does work worldwide. I was the director of Veterans Affairs for Montgomery County for four years. I'm the mom of four, three of whom currently serve in the Army, and the grandmother of two. And my district is a little bit of rural, a little bit of suburbia. Forty percent of my constituents are over the age of 65. I have five school districts in my district. And what I like best about my district is they are hardworking, great people. They're just always positive, always lending a hand to their neighbors. Lots going on in the community. And they've come through the pandemic a very difficult situation, um, pulling together and working together to make sure that people were taken care of and small businesses were supported when the economy was shut down. And that's what I really like about my district. I have a really great district. And you are absolutely right. The last six months have been crazy. My district is also very, very concerned about um, election integrity. We had some concerns over the last election a lot of my constituents would like to see an audit. I don't know if that will happen now that um, 1300 has been vetoed by the governor. I hope that we will see that. I'm very disappointed in the governor. 73% of Americans want voter ID. I don't know why that is so difficult. You need an ID to get a prescription. You need an ID to get on a plane, get on a bus. Um, I don't know why that was a hang-up. I actually think that we worked hard to get more voter access um, with more opportunity to cure bad ballots, more opportunity to vote by mail, more opportunity to drop your ballot in a drop box or at the polling location. Um, so I'm really disappointed that 1300 didn't go through. I think that was a great way to instill voter confidence back into our process. 
Oh yeah, I, I'm a, I agree with you too. I think we were both co-sponsors on 1300. I thought that it was a good compromise bill. Um, obviously, for my district, I hear a lot about the audit. I am in favor of the audit because I think that it's something that, you know, to rebuild faith and trust in our election system that we can, what's it going to hurt to do an audit? Um, exactly. And just to see the processes that didn't work out well during the election uh, of the pre in the previous year in 2020, and then also see what's the best way forward for us and, and how we can make accurate reforms that are going to help uh, streamline our system and make it very uh, very efficient and also very trustworthy. I, I do think that the governor play is playing politics with election reform. He accuses us of voter suppression, us as Republicans in the House and the Senate. But the like you said, the election bill that we put forward expanded access to the polls and it also included security measures like uh, making sure that Voter ID is the thing that is required for voting, which I never thought was a controversial thing. Obviously, like you said, 73% of Pennsylvanians don't think it's controversial. Controversial, The vast majority of American citizens don't think it's controversial. Uh, but unfortunately, the governor, he sees it differently, and he sees it as some way, as an end round around making sure that, that folks uh, vote. Uh, I, I do think that we'll see voter ID here in Pennsylvania, that we'll be able to get that initiative on the ballot. Um, in the coming years, uh, whether it be next year or the year after, and that the Pennsylvanians will overwhelmingly vote to, to ingrain voter ID in our state constitution. Um, unfortunately, the governor is going to make us do it the hard way um, and then also miss out on all the expansions of voter access that HB 1300 offered. But again, if the governor wants to play politics, we've shown as a caucus and a majority here in the House that we're not afraid to push back against the governor. You know, case in point, we had the Yes campaign, which was ultimately successful and, uh, and won out in Pennsylvania by almost five percentage points, which we both know in Pennsylvania, that's a landslide when it comes to the statewide election. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's really disappointing for me with a district that's 40 percent seniors is... 1300 expanded the opportunities for the elderly and the handicapped to go to the front of the line. And I always think that when we recognize that people can't wait in line for long periods of time or stand for long periods of time, especially in November when it's cold, I thought that was a really good part of the bill. And I was disappointed to see that he discounted the elderly and discounted the handicapped and the disabled. So I'm very disappointed in that, and you're right. He absolutely did play politics. But I think what's really important to remember, and for everyone listening to remember, is we have 67 counties. So that's 67 different ways of doing elections. And that's the problem, is there's no continuity across the counties. And when one county gets to cure their incomplete ballots and another doesn't, that's where you have issues in voting. And that's when... It's not fair across the board. Everyone should have the same opportunity to cure an error. Maybe they forgot the date or maybe they forgot a signature. That person should be able to go back and fix their ballot. And that's what 1300 did is it allowed an individual to be notified that their ballot was incorrect or wrong when they mailed it in. They could go down and fix it. And now we've lost that opportunity. So I think, it, I think he really missed an opportunity to take care of all the voters. Um, with 1,300. Yeah, absolutely he did. And like you said, curing ballots, having confusion between counties, we the perfect example of that would be the state Senate race out in western Pennsylvania that was decided by less than 100 votes. 
one county followed the law, the other county did not, and that boiled down to deciding the election, and that was in the 45th district. Uh, that was something that I'm sure that you were following, I was following. Um, yep. right after the election and you know now there's a lot of folks out there that really I mean throughout Pennsylvania there's a lot of people that, that are worried that their vote didn't count but now specifically in that district there's a lot of folks that don't think their vote counted at the state senate level um, because there the law was broken and there was confusion with the with the guidance that was issued and I you know, the, the counties, the vast majority of counties here in Pennsylvania wanted HB 1300 because it streamlines the process, makes it more consistent, and also uh, it adds uh, guidelines for the counties to follow so we can avoid that confusion in the future and that counties aren't running afoul of the law, whether by uh, you know, accident or on purpose. Exactly. Well, well, we'll we'll get it right eventually, but it's unfortunate that we didn't have it right now. And um, the only people that are going to be hurt by this are the voters of Pennsylvania. I agree. So, Tracy, shifting the topics now, I we do both serve on the Game and Fish Committee, um, and I know that you have your own workload, but is there a committee that stands out to you or the work that you're doing um, that is really important to you right now? So I'm on Veterans Affairs, and that is my passion. I really enjoy my work on Veterans Affairs. I feel like we have been maybe a little complacent in how we address some of the veterans' issues facing Pennsylvania. So that's that's my favorite committee, and that's the one that I really feel like we can get a lot of traction um, and some change going. And can you tell me about some of the things that you think that they can change um, or continue to work on in Veterans Affairs to help improve life for military members as well as veterans here in Pennsylvania? This is a topic that's really important to me, too, because, as you know, I'm, I'm a captain in the Army National Guard. So uh, this is near and dear to my heart. So one of the things that I'm working on right now is a constitutional amendment that would expand the real estate tax exemption to the surviving spouses of a service person who is either uh, missing in action or killed in action, which would take a little bit of the financial liability off of the surviving spouse. And it would also extend it to the surviving spouses that have remained unmarried. So if they're spouse passes and they're um, eligible for the real estate tax exemption, then they would still be eligible for it. I'm also looking at two other bills. One would basically authorize an experimental PTSD treatment program here in Pennsylvania that would involve uh, the VA, a medical facility, and some trending treatments in PTSD, whether it be with psychedelic drugs, whether it be other cocktails of, of drugs, all considered experimental, but happening in other states. And then we're looking at restructuring the Veterans Commission in Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, you know, we've been at war for 20 years, and the veteran of today is very different from the veteran of the Vietnam era. And they face new challenges and different challenges. We have a lot more traumatic brain injuries. We have a lot more PTSD. And unfortunately, we have a lot more uh, military sexual trauma survivors. So we need to look at how we address some of the issues that today's veterans are facing. We have a lot more women. Um, largest population of veterans is women um, between the ages of 20 and 45. So we need to kind of shift what we're looking at and shift from just benefits with the VA to employment, housing, ongoing mental health treatment. 
So that's kind of my focus. Well, I applaud you on your work on that front because, again, like that's something that's extremely important to me, and it's something that I've seen firsthand in my experiences in the military uh, with soldiers that I've led. PTSD, trauma, um, unfortunately, uh, the the sexual trauma-related events, um, as well as uh, military member suicide. Um, it's something that's tough for me to talk about, but I've seen it, um, and it, it is a problem, and it's a, it's a problem that continues to get worse. And I'm glad that we have leaders like you that are leaning forward to make sure that we address that problem head-on here in Pennsylvania and that we, we get the best care possible for our veterans and our military members, because that's what they deserve the best. They absolutely do deserve absolutely the best. And one of the things that has recently gone through Fish and Game was the free fishing and hunting licenses for veterans. And I think that's really important because veterans often enjoy the outdoors. And that is a very healing time. And, and hunting and fishing is, is a lot of fun for veterans. So I think it's really important that we continue to lean forward and take care of our veterans as they deserve to be treated. Um, we had just had hearings on the deaths in the Southeast Veterans Home, and, and it was unfortunate. They had 42 deaths of veterans because the pandemic wasn't handled properly. So we need to make sure that at every point in a veteran's life that they are being treated with the utmost of respect and care, and we're doing the best that we can for them. So that's, that is where my passion lies. You're right. Definitely. Well, I'm thankful that your passion lies there. Um, and we're nearing the end of our podcast, but we covered a wide array of topics, everything from election integrity, the budget to, to veterans issues here in Pennsylvania. And I just, Tracy, I really want to thank you for everything that you've been doing in the House for your friendship as a, as a fellow freshman legislator and also for your service to our country. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I look forward to continuing to work with you in the fall. Um, and I, I hope that you enjoy the rest of the summer and that you have a very fun and uh, busy time in your district and, and help as many people as you can. Uh, we are very busy in our district. Um, we've got a blood drive coming up. We've got the Be the Match coming up. We have a Senior Expo coming up. We have a Veterans Expo coming up. We are busy in our district. I've got a great district. I'll have to get you out to visit my district, Joe. Well, I look forward to it, and I'll have to get you here to the 125th to visit as well. Uh, thank you again, Tracy, for joining me today. I'm Joe Kerwin, and this has been another episode of Fresh Takes. Make sure you tune in in the future for another episode of Fresh Takes.